0: Let's put our hand up for Jesus. I am very glad to be here tonight. Especially since I was prevented by the traffic from coming yesterday. Today the rules, I don't know what happened last night, but the rules were choked. Today, relatively free. Um, we well, thank God for your lives and thank God for bringing us all here tonight. I welcome you in the name of Jesus believing that he here with us on Wednesday we had a, a wonderful time, a very powerful time in the presence of God at the attaching branch and they were not expecting us, my wife and I, so they were taken by surprise and I think surprises are good because, because they are surprised they were ready for what the Lord was, was prepared, for, had prepared for them tonight i believe that god has prepared something special for you all every time we come into his presence he does a new thing in our lives and this evening in this meeting i know and i believe and i'm fully persuaded that he will do a brand new thing in your life again let us pray our Heavenly Father, we thank you for this meeting. We thank you, Lord, for every soul in your churches. Nibuay Town, Tenshin, Tema, and Meshacham. Not, Lord, not forgetting our brethren who are in the diaspora. Watching us, fellowship with us, believing with us. Holy Spirit, today is the fifth day that you are giving us in the course of this revival. Therefore, we know that each very day, Lord, you have a new thing for us. Therefore, grant us all to receive what you have in store for us tonight. Let not any of us, whether in Ghana or anywhere outside Ghana, depart. After being with you today Without receiving That very thing That will prepare prepared for them Thank you Lord In Jesus name Amen Shall we all be seated I believe that we have all fasted And um, Ready to wait on the Lord but He Is the one who Gives us the power to fast, power to do everything and anything. Today, the fifth day in our revival, and we're going to look at divine power, God's power. God's power. God's power in our lives, God's power in the world, God's power in eternity. And For our text, let's go to the book of Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 40, verses 27 to 31. Isaiah chapter 40, verses 27 to 31. Divine power, or God's power. Isaiah chapter 40 Beginning from verse 27 And ending at verse 31 If you're there, say Amen Amen. Why do you say, O Jacob And speak, O Israel My way is hidden from the Lord And my just claim is passed over by my God. Have you not known, have you not heard the everlasting God? The Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth. Neither faints nor is weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the weak. And to those who have no might, he increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary. And the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Hallelujah. Verse 31 is very well known to most believers, I believe. But 2731 is one complete idea. It talks about power of God. Power of God and the weakness of man. The power of God and our weakness. Our frail nature. And this whole scripture hinges on verse 27. It says, Why do you say, Oh Jacob? Now, Jacob refers to us. Jacob became Israel. And we are the spiritual descendants of Israel. Jacob, same as Israel. And we, being the spiritual descendants of Abraham, we are in Christ Jesus descendants of Jacob or Israel in the spirit so Jacob and Israel here refers to us to the believers those who belong to God and the Bible saying that why do you say O Jacob why do you say O Israel and speak O Israel my way is hidden from the Lord and my just claim is passed over by my God. This is, in fact, is actually the thought and the talk of many believers. Verse 27 is saying, why do you say this? Why do you speak this? This is, in fact, the thought And therefore, the talk of many believers who believe, who think, or who have come to the conclusion that God doesn't even know them. And even if God knows them, God doesn't care about their situation. God doesn't even love them. That God has overlooked them. God looks at others god cares about others and cares for others but as for me i don't think god knows me i don't believe that god cares about me or god is interested in my situation and to this group of believers to this group of christians Bible is talking to in verse twenty seven. He says, Why? Why do you say, Oh, is oh Jacob, and speak, O oh, Israel, my way, my situation, my problems are hidden from the Lord. <laughs> and my just claim, my, my claim, my prayer is. Righteous, I'm asking for something that really as a believer I should get. I've served God many years, paid my tithe, gave my offering, loved God. My, this my prayer is, a prayer is a prayer according to the will of God. I'm not praying amiss. So he said my just claim or my just prayer is passed over by my God. And as I said, this unfortunately happens to be the thought and sometimes the talk of many believers. We have all been there before. We have all thought that way and talked, spoke that way before. It is not new to us. We have all, all been guilty of this kind of talk and thought before. And therefore, God will not hold you guilty. God will not blame you for that. But when you go on to verse twenty-eight, verse twenty-eight, there's an answer there because see, verse twenty-seven that we have just read, it amounts to an expression of doubt is an expression of how the doubtful expresses himself or herself. Expression of doubt, expression of hopelessness, is an evidence of lack of faith in God. And therefore, complaining against God. Therefore, complaining against God. Let me say it again. Those who think this way, those who talk this way, are the ones who have doubt and not faith. They've come to the point of hopelessness, no hope, and therefore lack of faith in God. And now, their prayer, their thoughts, their talk, just complains against God. Complains. And if you look at it carefully, if you and I were examining carefully, we will see town you see and our brethren well that's that? You see it is actually an expression of the person who does not know God. Anybody who thinks or talks this way doesn't know God though he or she may claim to be a Christian, that person may not know God the God that he. Says he's worshiping. Doesn't know him. He doesn't know him. He has a lack of knowledge. He lacks the knowledge of God. He has total lack of knowledge of God. So, don't forget this. We're saying that anyone who claims to be a Christian, a believer, who thinks this way, talks this way. That person is expressing expressing the fact that he doesn't know God. Though he says he's serving God, doesn't he know the God that he's serving or worshiping. And he has, therefore, he has no knowledge or very, very little, if anything, very little knowledge of God. Therefore, remember that. This revival, remember this. Therefore, verse 28, from verse 28, we have a, the Bible, God gives you answers to. The answer said a person. He said, "Have you not known? Didn't you know? Did you know all these years that we are serving God? Didn't you know? And didn't you have you not heard? In fact, have you not been told? Didn't you know? Have you not known? Have you not heard all the preachings and the teachings and the prayers and the things we are saying? Have you not known?" And have you not, have you, has it never sunk into your heart That the everlasting God The Lord He is the creator of the ends of the earth Neither faints Nor is weary He neither faints nor is weary And his understanding is unsearchable Praise the Lord in other words, have you not been told before that the God that we serve is omnipotent? He has all the power. He has power to do whatever He wants to do. With Him, nothing shall be impossible. He has the power to do whatever He purposes to do. That's the God that we serve. So, Have you not, known, have you not heard this before? Have you not known that God is omnipresent, that is everywhere at the same time? So that wherever you are at any time, he is there with you. Have you not known this? Have you not heard this? Have you also not known or heard that he knows all things? He's omniscient. The one who knows God, the God that is serving, knows so she knows all these things. And therefore the conclusions that you can draw from these, these are God's natural attributes how he is and therefore you can draw your own conclusions omniscient omnipresent he knows everything is everywhere at the same time and he has every power have you not known this and therefore he is the creator your God and my God never forget church my brother and my sister that he created the ends of the earth He's the creator of the universe The entire universe Was created Through his power For him And by him He created everything Your very being, your very self He made you He made you And there are some things we take for granted But if you look at how said that, said You are fearfully and wonderfully made If you look at the processes that go on to create a baby a human being that is born it's amazing it's it's, it's even a miracle why every human being is born normal why we are all born normal because in the nine months of conception the changes from a single cell or two cells two cells dividing and dividing and dividing and dividing Two cells. And some cells become the head. Others become the fingers. Some become the toes, stomach, liver. From just two cells. The baby is born normal. That's why we are all born normal. And we are fearfully, wonderfully made. Why things don't go wrong. It's amazing. It shows the power of God which he used the power even to create you and to create me. So, if God will do, do all this to bring you into this world, a normal human being, then what makes you think that he doesn't know you, doesn't care about you, he's not concerned about your challenges, and you don't know him, you have not heard about him. Acts 1728 a Acts 17, verse 28. Acts 17, verse 28, the first part A. Acts 17, 28, it says, For in Him we live and move and have our being. Because God filled the entire universe physically. In Him, in the universe, we are in Him, we move, and our very being is in Him. Spiritually, is He who gives us the life, the life that you are living came from Him. So in Him we live, we move, and we have our very being. When you go to Hebrews chapter four, Hebrews four verse thirteen, go there quickly. Hebrews four thirteen, talking about divine power. He says, And there is no creature, there is not a single creature hidden from his sight. But all things are naked and open to the eyes of him to whom we must give an account. There is not a single creature that is hidden from his sight. But all things are naked before his eyes. So, as we go through this revival today, day five, whether you are in any one of our branches, or you are watching, listening to us from the diaspora, remember that the God that we serve knows everything. In fact, He knows the end, even from the beginning. He knows how the end is going to end. From the beginning. Before it ends. He knows it. And there's nothing that is hidden from his sight. All things are naked before his eyes. And that's why we might give an account to him. We might give an account to him. Chad, if you agree with me, clap your hands for Jesus. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And then the God that we says, So it is wrong. It is a sin for you to reason in your heart. That my way is hidden from the Lord and my just claim what I deserve what, is that, what am I am entitled to is even passed over by my God creator of the universe he neither faints nor is weary, well, he has power now he has power, he doesn't get tired I can't say that, oh, maybe when he came to me he was asleep when he came to me he was tired that's why he didn't mind me they turned out I was crying out to him he was asleep, or he was tired. Not faint, nor is weary. But his ways are unsearchable. Bible says that his ways are unsearchable. Church, are you with me? Clap your two hands for Jesus. It is impossible for us to understand him. His understanding is unsearchable. As a human being, you and me, and or I, human beings, it is impossible. Church, remember that it is impossible for us to fully understand him. We can never understand him. Why he deals with this person this way and that person that way. I myself... I find it difficult to understand why God called me in the first place. Like Paul said, you know, why did God decide to call Paul? Jesus, after he had finished his ministry and gone to heaven, actually met Paul. Why did he decide to meet Paul? Why Why did he decide to call you and bring you here? A Christian. Predestination. Why did he elect you for heaven? And... Maybe somebody else did did not elect, so his understanding for us to understanding is impossible, so remember that whatever you're going through, not that God does not know it isn't because God is unaware or doesn't love you or doesn't care about you or loves somebody more than you and therefore overlooks you brushes you aside or does not hear your cry your prayer but one thing is that you and I can never fully understand him can never understand him and when you understand it then you are not coming to a better knowledge of God you see these things are the things that you make for a better understanding of God and when you understand God when you know who he is and how he is then find that's when you wait for him you wait on him, wait for him otherwise you take matters into your own hands and many of us have in the past taken matters into our own hands and have suffered for it suffered for them and then we turn around and blame God Praise the Lord. <laughs> we imagine we take matters into our own, and we make our own decisions, we we ignore his word, ignore his warning, do our own things, and then when things go wrong, when things backfire, and we begin to, to suffer, and then we turn around and blame God that God has overlooked my just claim, does not know me. But then, as I always say, God. That God is a God of second chances, and may God give you a second chance. If he's even a God of third or fourth chances, may God give you seventy-seven times, seven chances Amen. in the name of Jesus. Amen. Clap your two hands for Jesus. Amen. So we are reminded about some attributes of God in verse 28. And then verse 29 says, so Look, He is a God of power, He has power. And he gives power to the weak. And to those who have no might, He increases strength. And here we come to a very important point that we're talking about divine power, God's power. Beloved, God does everything through His power. When He speaks, He speaks with power, with authority. And the power of God accomplishes that thing that God has spoken. Power means strength, authority. The Bible is saying here that a lot of things that we are asking for, that we believe in God for, your very like you need power. You need power. And it is He who gives that power. And even if you have power and your power is not enough, your power is too little to achieve that achievable thing, He can give you that increase. May God give you that power. Niboy, may God give you power. Teshia, Mishai, may God give you increase in strength. Clap your hands for Jesus. If you want to go to sleep, to wake up in the morning, you need power. You need strength. You need power to get up. Some go to sleep and they don't wake up. All their power is gone. So it's all divine power. All power, all authority comes from God. So he, is the God who gives power. For achievements. It is God who gives us the power for achievements. The same God that you may think has overlooked you, ignored you, doesn't love you, doesn't care about you, it is that God who gives us the power for achievements. And that achievement includes the things that you want to achieve in your life. And may God, therefore, give you those achievements. Before you can achieve anything that is godly, that is, that is lasting, that does not bring sorrow. Church, remember, before you can ever achieve anything that is lasting, anything that will bring blessings, joy, with no sorrow attached to it, no pain, no cry, no weeping, it must happen through the power of God. God's divine power and may you all Receive divine power to achieve it In the name of Jesus Our God is a God of power You know here God Has said God has said many things One thing he has said that there is not a single demon Not a single witch or wizard Demon who can stand Here before us and oppose Us here resist us here in this church God has said it when God mean that his power is always ready To deliver us Power ready to heal us Power ready to help us Granted to achieve The non What you thought was non achievable In the name of Jesus Amen We are losing some contacts there But some of the contacts are, are Going loose Hallelujah we are humans, you and I, we are human beings. And as human beings, even the youth who are very strong, youth, verse 30, even the youth are faint and be weary. I always said that uh, uh, the, the strength of, uh, the, of a young person, of a young man, is in his strength. That of a thought of an old person, elderly, is in his grey hair, his wisdom. Even the youth shall faint and grow weary. Now, as human beings, we are limited in what we can do. We, we, in fact, um, even machines. That's why I believe God enabled us to invent machines, engines. They are stronger than us. You can drive a car from here to Tamale non-stop at top speed using power. And all that time is using power. But how far can you run? Many of us cannot even run 10 meters. 10 meters. I, I don't know how that I was able to carry that bag of cement by you know, somebody who doesn't know. She was punished by carrying a bag of cement across Accra and back, and she was happy to do it. I don't know why she got the power to send to do that. But we human beings, we are limited, and that is why, in fact, the things that we need from God, you can never achieve them. You can never, you can never get them. Not by your own strength, not by your own power. It is only through the Spirit of God. The things that you have been asking God for. The things that you have been praying to God for. There is no way I can get them or achieve them or do them by my own power. I have therefore to rely on the power of God. Divine power. And let us not be ignorant of this fact. Let us not forget this. Let us not forget this fact. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Clap your hands for Jesus. So the Bible says, even the youth shall fail and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But just say, but those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength; they shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary; they shall walk and not faint. In other words, those who wait for God—shall say, wait for God? Say those who wait for God. Remember that His His um, knowledge, His wisdom is unsearchable; His understanding is something we cannot understand. So all you have to do is just believe in Him, wait for Him. Just be righteous, serve him, worship him. Make sure you are qualified. And then wait for him. So those who wait for God to work in their lives. In other words, for God to work in their lives. Not they themselves work in their lives. Those who wait for God to work in their lives will never, never, never be disappointed. And may you never be disappointed. Michelle Camp and our brethren who are overseas, may you never be disappointed. Because yes. our God never no disappoints It's we who disappoint ourselves. Then we turn around and blame God. But can a man blame God? Paul said, Oh, can the thing that is made? Paul said, Can the thing that is made say to the one who made it? Why have you made me like this? <laughs> You go with the same clay, the potter, the one who made the pot, with the same lump of clay, he takes some and he makes a pot like this. The same lump, he makes another pot, different shape, different size. And the pot cannot tell the potter, why have you made this one, this pot? I mean, no, no, you can't. You can't. But the thing is that whatever happens, God has the best of plans for you and for me. Say amen to that. Amen. So, those who will patiently, calmly, with long suffering, endurance, and perseverance, wait for Him. The thing is, wait for Him. For that reason, in ministry, I am not in a hurry to do anything. I'm not in a hurry to to excel or to overtake anybody at all. It's not competition. It's not competition. There, there must be no competition in ministry. There must be no competition in in life. Otherwise then you worry, you fret, you worry. You begin to covet. You begin to to envy. Once you think of competition, then why has this one reached there? ...and I am still down here... ...then... ...you begin to invite a spirit of... ...jealousy... A ...spirit of envy... ...because then you enter... ...into a ministry of competition... You ...comparing yourself... ...to somebody... ...and that is one thing I've been very careful... ...never to do... ...in my ministry... ...because if it's God who calls me... ...called me, and I know He called me... ...He knows... What he has called me to do. And I can never exceed, I can never do beyond what he has asked me to do. I can never. Otherwise, I'll have to use my own strength. And for that reason, there are many pastors who use their own power, not God's power, they use what we call pragmatic means. It is easy, it is easy to resort to what is known as pragmatic means. You know, you devise means to make yourself popular. You, you, you craft or brand yourself to make yourself famous. And of course, when you do that, there are many who are who have 18 years. Many who want to adopt a shortcut. They want to bypass heaven to get God's blessings. They, they, they want to go past heaven. And get to God. In that way they want to bypass Jesus. They go around Jesus, they put Jesus aside and they want to reach God and get what they want. Therefore, they use various means. They claim they can go to the press and the press has power. The media has power. Press they have power. They can they can blow you up. All they have to do is to brand you, you know, wear, wear some uniform all the time that uniform, only you wear that, wear that uniform talk in a certain way then they can write that Oh, you did this miracle and that miracle and that miracle and that miracle and by, by next week this whole place will be filled filled people will be coming to my house bringing money, bringing goats, sheep cows cars, money and then you can even get people to, to, to testify things that are not true you can come on television or the radio and say, Oh, I was suffering. This did, did man prayed for me, and this is what happened to me. And within six months, not only are you a national hero, but you become an international celebrity. More popular than Jesus himself. It's, it is easy. It's easy. Just put up your pictures everywhere in the city, everywhere in London. Claim things that God has not done through you, and people who believe you. All these means are available, and many ministers are using it. They claim to have um, churches of 20,000 members. Sunday attendance of 20,000. In, who in a Sunday can count 20,000 people? Who can count? When you start, you not reach 500, and the service will be over. So, how do they you know they have 20,000? Hello? Sunday attendance is 400,000. It is not true. Just to make them look powerful. Hey, this guy. They don't want to wait on the Lord. They don't want to wait for God. They don't want to. They want to get there by their own power, not by divine power. And many years ago, I heard of um, two pastors who traveled outside Ghana. True story. One of them told me a senior pastor who was a bishop and his junior pastor and they traveled as I Ghana for, for 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 a program and uh, during the program at that time the the junior pastors church the attendance was about forty to fifty every Sunday forty to fifty members Sunday morning attendance forty to fifty. This is a true story. He came and reported to me. And the bishops were about 300, 400. And when they went outside Ghana in the meeting, he told the church, and the bishop to the church, that his Sunday morning attendance was 10,000. And the general pastor was sitting there, knowing that he's not, but he didn't care. I mean, if I go with you, any of you to to America, and I, stand, I say, oh, Sunday morning, you know my church attendance say ten thousand, and you are sitting next to me. I say, hey, said that we try and trust her. Is that what, do you know what you say? I didn't care. And then to appease the junior pastor, to make me happy, he said, oh, and my pastor here, who can come with his. Attendance on Sunday is 2,000. <laughs> this is a true story. And his attendance about 50, maximum 50 every Sunday. So one day they came, I said, Hey, doctor, do you know what, I, 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 what happened in Kenya? I said, What happened? He said, Ah, yes, my attendance is 2,000. And at the end of that meeting, when the meeting ended, you should have seen what happened. If your attendance on Sunday is 10,000 and 2,000, this month, 2,000, people were getting his number. Hey, 2,000. I know you are powerful, power, you are powerful. Please, I will invite you. Come and come and minister in my church. You are taking his address and giving him appointments. Please, when you go, I will invite you to my church. So you come and build that the church for you. I also want to have 2,000 in my church. So you are are taking his number. You are giving his name reluctantly. Number reluctantly. Hello? Fifty here. But in Kenya, they said he had two thousand. Beloved, people bypass Christ. People bypass God. Using their own power to achieve what they want to achieve. What they desire to achieve. And there are some ministers here in Ghana who only when they travel, when they are in Ghana and their are churches, we don't see the cripples walking, we don't see the, the deaf hearing, we don't see eyes blind eyes opened, we don't hear the dumb speaking. But only when they go out, when they go out to Papua New Guinea, when they go to Khan or Pakistan, what they they come and say. When I got there, ten people their eyes were opened. Cripples came then they raise their, they take their wheelchairs and walking sticks. They take pictures. But in their churches, these things don't happen. Here in Ghana, we don't see them happening. And there are many cripples, many blind, many lame, many dumb, many deaf. More than we have in America. Hello? They should not tell me. They shouldn't tell me that the days of, uh, of uh, Elijah, there were many widows in Israel, but none of them was Elijah. Elijah said no. That is not the issue here. Don't tell me that there are many, uh, we, there are many blind in Ghana, but you we were sent to the blind in America. They shouldn't waste my time. Tell me that, oh, I saw it happened in Elisha's days. There were many lepers in the days of Elisha. But none were here except Naaman was a Syrian. So God took me to Papua New Guinea to go and make a lame cripple walk. No, sir, no, madam, I don't buy that. We're talking about divine power. God's power is available. It's available for you and therefore even amongst ministers so-called pastors bishops whoever they are examine them examine them when you understand who god is and his attributes then you wait for him you as a believer just wait for him because there are many even so-called ministers who are not patient enough to wait for him. They they run ahead of God. But church, don't run ahead of God. Don't run ahead of God. Wait for him. Because those who wait for him to work in their lives will never be disappointed. Will never be disappointed. They will be able to accomplish great things. This is what what that means. 31. It means that they will be able to accomplish great things. Since it is God who will work in their lives. It's God who is working in their lives. Therefore, they will be able to accomplish great things. And church, may you accomplish great things. It is never too late for God or with God. It's never too late. And if it's in charge. What do you have to lose? Once he's in charge, what do you have to lose? You cannot get in. You can't even by worrying. You can't even add. You can't add one cubit to your height. If you are born short, by worrying, can you add any height to your height? You can't. Hello. And if you are born bald, can you by using your own power add one hair to your to your on your head? It's not possible. So then why do you worry? How do you fear? Just wait for him. And whatever he has for you, he will give it to you. And he has the best for you, church. Say, amen. amen. Therefore, Ephesians 3, verse 20, 21. 3. Ephesians 3. Ephesians 3. 20 and 21 now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us don't forget that But according to the power that works in us now to him that's to God who is able to do exceedingly abundantly Above all that we ask or think. But it is according to his power that works in us. All this can be possible according to his power that works in us. To him be glory in the church. To him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus. To all generations forever and ever. Amen. And now what about this? The glory belongs to him. In the church, the glory belongs to God. So if you are in the church and you you, you begin to complain against Him, you begin to to lack faith and fret and worry, it doesn't make any difference to His glory. To Him be glory. In the church, because there is no glory for God outside the church. In the world, there is no glory for God. God's glory is in the church. Therefore, being in the church be part of that glory and may you all be part of that glory church clap your two hands for Jesus (laughs) 2 Timothy 1 7 2 Timothy 1 verse 7 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 7 for God has not given us a spirit of fear but of power And of love and of a sound mind. For God, our God, has not given us a spirit of fear, given us a spirit, but not the spirit of fear, not the spirit of hopelessness, not a spirit of, of, of lack of faith, not a spirit of complaint, not a spirit of sadness or sorrow, not a spirit of fear. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power. Church, may you all have a spirit of power. Amen. Of love. Love for God and love for the brethren. One for, love for one another. You don't have, you lack this if you have a spirit of fear. If you are afraid, you complain, murmur, and you, have, you, are, you are hopeless, like, oh, with me, God has forgotten me. Then, spirit of fear comes in. And when that happens, power goes away. You, lack, you begin to lack faith. You lack faith. You lack... It means that you don't love God. You don't love God. You don't have the spirit of love for God, the spirit of love for the bread. Because you look at the, those who are getting blessed and you get envious. You get jealous. Envious and jealous. Many, many years ago, I heard that there was a, a sister in this church who was blessed mightily. Very mightily. Everybody saw that this sister, God had blessed the sister. And uh, uh, three sisters feeling jealous, assembled some corner. You know what they said? Empire Ben Empire Ben or Boy. Hello? Do you understand that? In our we are all praying. We all pray. The same prayer. How come that she alone God has heard her prayer and bless your so much Ben Kwan or That was their conversation in the corner Lungu. Lungu. Somebody heard and went to me, Daddy. Do you know? And I know they do what this sister and that said. Sort of Imagine their names. Do you know what they are saying? They are saying, "Say, sister May God hear your prayers." It's the same. We all pray the same prayer by the same power of God. Hello? So, spirit of love and of a sound mind. A sound mind is a mind that is, that is stable, sound, correct, steadfast, unshakable. Your mind is stable. Your mind is firm, grounded in Christ Jesus. Your mind is 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 unwavering. Your mind is not influenced easily. Your mind is set on, on Christ, set on God. That's a sound man. That's the kind of spirit that God wants us to have. Finally, Acts chapter 1, verse 8. Finally, Acts 1, verse 8. Acts 1, 8. Jesus said But you shall receive power When the Holy Spirit has come upon you And you shall be witnesses to me In Jerusalem In all Judea and Samaria And to the end of the earth And you shall receive power When the Holy Spirit has come upon you You shall be witnesses to me In Jerusalem In all Judea, Samaria And to the end Of the earth Once you believe and you have the Holy Spirit, and I believe we all here, we all here have the Holy Spirit. We all in we have the Holy Spirit. Chasing you have the Holy Spirit, and Mishekan, sorry, Niboy town. So do you all have the Holy Spirit? Therefore, once you have the Holy Spirit, means that you have received power, and that power is not electricity, is not. Hydroelectric is not hydraulic power It's divine power God's own power And God gives his power in measures The power is given in measures He doesn't give us all the same Amount of power As you wait for him As you wait on him As you humble yourself upon him He gives you more and more power Before you were weary You were fainting You were tired But then he gives you strength by giving you more and more power uh, you couldn't walk but now you can walk and not faint. it's increased your power and now you are mounting up with wind like an eagle. before um, you, <laughs> you, you also said I was in a bank many years I told you I was a bank and I was going to cash my little money and I heard the cashier talking a young man apparently he was now new in Christ and he was so excited I was watching him he was telling me colleagues you know what he said? He said, Hey, I never knew that this is how the worship of God is. He said, All my life, this is what the man, I was listening to him. He said, All my life, SSB, SSB, Brand, He said, All my life, every time I go to sleep, I will dream that I'm being beaten up. Slaves, kids. I'll, I'll, I'll always be beaten up. I wake up in the morning praise the Lord he wake up with pains wake up every morning sick sick all his life but he said you know I gave my life to Jesus and now do you know what I experienced? I go to sleep and I dream and I'm the one beating them up <laughs> If I felt very said, "Ah, now I'm the one beating them up. And I wake up in the morning and I'm as fit as a fiddle, strong as a Caleb." he said, I never knew that this is how God is. You shall receive power. And may you receive that power. Mishakam Teshi Nibweta, may you all have that power. When the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and the Holy Ghost has come upon you, so begin to believe that have that power, walk in that power, and you shall now be putting your, your foot on the neck of your enemies in the name of Jesus. Put your hand for Jesus and let us all be on our feet.